Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, we are getting ready now for race number four here at Button Willow Raceway Park. These are the Cal Club SCCA Championships races on June 27th, 2020. I'm Brian Belansky with the race call this morning. And it is still morning. Typically, we don't race this early, or at least we don't end our races this early, but we're racing early today because of the weather, trying to get done before it gets too hot here. It's about 90. Let's see. What's our temperature right now? Right now, Button Willow, it is 93 degrees with a high expected of 107 today. So it's already toasty out at 11 o'clock, 11.15 on a Saturday morning. So we're racing early to be done early today. Here's your starting order for race group four. Uh, starting on the back row in GT3 from San Marcos is Craig Stevens in the number 32 car. Your fifth row on the outside in the number 121 GT2 car is Jeffrey Steckweath from Cave Creek, Arizona. Inside of row five, Paul Gasson, car number 49, ITE from Fallbrook. Your fourth row, Brandon Drazy in the 02E production car from Galetta. Inside of row four from Huntington Beach is Robert Kelly. He's the number 88 car. That's a GT2 car. Row three on the outside is Anthony Jimerson. Uh, Jimerson is in the number 32 e-production car, and he is from Viejo. From Irvine, California, hails Scott Graham in the 6 car. That is the GT3 car. Uh, the second row on the outside is Wayne Graham in the number 9 S-production car from Santa Barbara. Santan Valley, Arizona's Paul Fairchild is on the inside of row 3. He is in car number uh, 318. That's a GTX car. Your front row on the outside, Tim Rankin, GT2 car, number 33. He is from North Las, uh, Las Nevada. And from Fellows, California, is Joshua Pitt. He is your pole sitter. He is in the number 16S production car. Tracy Kane is your starter. She has the green flag in her hand. Uh, she will determine whether or not she likes the way the cars are lined up after they come through the start-finish uh, last corner onto the start finish straight. The lights are out on the pace car. Once the pace car pulls into the pits, Joshua Pitt will have control of the field as they roll down towards a potential start to this race. We're racing 25 minutes today, a time certain race. Uh, we've been getting in 12 laps or so, depending on how fast the field is. So I'm looking at that as being a potential here as well. The pace car is in the pits, waiting now to see the field come on to your main straightaway. They're doing that now, so they're through, coming through sunset. Tracy Kane's looking at the field. Will she like what she sees? And she does. The green flag is out. We have 11 cars taking the green flag as they all head down to the first corner. The Chevy Monte Carlo is in first at this point in time. That is Joshua Pitt. He's followed by a Corvette. That Corvette's in second. Looks like so far everybody's negotiated the first corner properly. 
Now we look at them as they head on towards the off-ramp section of the racetrack. Your leaders are through there just fine. Now we're looking at the rest of the track. Now they head down towards Cotton Corner and the Grapevine. Your leader has got about a four-car length lead over the second-place car of Tim Rankin. They're heading towards the slipperiest part of the racetrack today. This is the 1011 complex. Yes, I know it sounds weird, but because we're running the course clockwise today, the fifth or sixth corner turn is actually considered 10-11 here. Uh, it's confusing. I'll try to keep it unconfusing for you. Uh, sometimes I have a hard time myself. All right, your leaders through the backstretch onto Riverside. Uh, they are now heading towards Phil Hill. That's a little uh, right-hander kink on the back, second back straight, I guess, uh, as they head towards the sweeper. Uh, we're running configuration 14 clockwise. Uh, there are more than uh, 20 configurations here. We have a slow roller here uh, on the backstretch. It looks like a white uh, Porsche heading towards the backstretch here. Uh, I'm going to guess that's the 318 car of Paul Fairchild. Uh, it is going well below race pace. I'm going to guess that car is heading towards pit lane. Uh, we're running course 14 clockwise. We have more than uh, we have more than 20 configurations here. Most of them can be run both clockwise and counterclockwise, uh, which is pretty cool because you can come here for races over several years, and you're rarely going to run the same configuration twice uh, back to back, or even. Maybe if you come here five or ten times, you would never run the same configuration twice. So uh, really nice the way they put this together here at Buttonwillow uh, for racing here in Southern California. All right. So we're hearing there may have been side-to-side -side contact involving uh, 318. That's the car that was running slow, Paul Fairchild. And car number nine, Wayne Graham. Uh, so let me just do a little deductive reasoning here. I'm going to put on my Sherlock Holmes cap. Uh, it's possible that the reason that 318 car was slow along the backstretch is uh, they got a little tire cut down. And uh, when you're running a, uh, a GT4 Porsche, you probably don't want to tear up your bodywork with a flat tire. So that's why you would go. Those are expensive parts. Um, yeah, we're hearing from body damage on the 318 car. So uh, that's probably why that car ran slow and came into the pits. Um, anyway, so we've completed our first race lap here. Let me give you the rundown after one lap here. Um, Nine White has also, that was the other car involved in that side-to-side. -side. So both Fairchild and uh, Graham are in the pits right now. Uh, so we're probably they're probably looking at the potential of some body damage on both of those cars. I can't see them from here to tell, uh, but that's what's going on. And it appears to be right now. Uh, Joshua Pitt is your race leader. Yeah, he's in the SP car. Tim Rankin is in second in GT2. The GT3 car of Scott Graham is in fourth. Um, Anthony Jimerson. I'm sorry. Scott Graham is in third. Anthony Jimerson's in fourth. Ba Brandon Drazy is in fifth. Uh, Robert Kelly is circulating in sixth. Your seventh place car is 
uh, the Paul Fairchild portion that we were talking about. Craig Stevens is in the 32 car. Uh, 49 is Paul Gasson. He's in ninth place. And then your 10th place car is 121, Jeffrey Starkweath. There's your running order here at the completion of two laps. Uh, we're about five minutes in to this 25-minute race. So we've got uh, a little slower pace here of, of action because this is a smaller field. Uh, we've only got 10 cars in this race. Uh, but that's okay. That'll give me an opportunity to tell you a little bit about what we do out here uh, in these SECA races. Uh, it's amateur racing, multi-class road racing. So in this particular race, for instance, uh, we've got uh, looks like five, six different classes all racing together. Um, and it's basically the best amateur road racing or some of the best amateur road racing in the country. Um, there are some other series out there who also do a nice job. But we've been around the longest, the SCCA. Uh, Cal Club region is one of the longest standing regions in the club with a very, uh, very storied history of road racing. Some of the best racers uh, in the country have come through Cal Club's ranks. Uh, we race here at uh, Buttonwillow Raceway Park. Uh, we also race at Willow Springs and at Auto Club Speedway. Uh, lots of action throughout the year. Uh, we have an amazing volunteer worker corps uh, who come out and help us put these races on. So if you want to get involved and you don't have a car, or even maybe if you don't even want to drive a race car, but you love cars and want to get out here, uh, there's plenty of uh, opportunities for you to help us out. Uh, we have uh, You can be on the corners waving the flags. Uh, you can help with our emergency services, the, uh, our grid workers who get the cars lined up before the race and make sure all the drivers are wearing the proper uh, clothing so they can go out there safely. Um, uh, we have uh, starters, the people who wave the green flag and the checkered flag at the end of the race, our technical inspectors, timing and scoring. All of these folks uh, could use uh, volunteer help. Uh, if you want to become part of our stewards corps and help officiate the races, you can do that as well. So lots of opportunities to come out here and race with us and be involved in the racing. Um, costs you nothing to come out except for your time, and if you decide to get a hotel or whatever, um, you know, lots of people also camp at the racetrack uh, to keep their costs down, uh, which is fun when it's not 95 degrees at 9 o'clock at night. Uh, but nonetheless, lots of opportunities here. We'd love to have you come out. Uh, you can find out uh, more information by going to calclub.com or scca.com. Um, and there's information on both those places on both how to become a volunteer and also how to go racing with us. So lots of chances to become involved. We'd love to have you come out and play. Tons of fun. Got a little uh, report of some damage on car number 22, Anthony Jimerson, uh, rear end damage. Not quite sure who, uh, who helped that damage happen, uh, but that is what's, uh, what we're keeping an eye on at this point in time. All right, so we're almost, uh, we had about, uh, well, we're almost nine minutes into this 25-minute race. We'll get a full field rundown here uh, once we get to the halfway mark of our racing here at at Buttonwillow. Your race leader continues to be Joshua Pitt. He is in an S-Production 1999 Chevrolet 
uh, Monte Carlo. Uh, that's essentially a stock car uh, that you would normally see on a circle track uh, that they bring out here and go road racing with. Uh, your second place car. This is one of those things that I love about SCCA. It's multi-class racing, but such interesting cars all racing on the track at the same time. So here you've got your uh, a Monte Carlo, a Corvette. We had a Porsche GT4, a Mazda RX-7, a Chevy Camaro, a Ford Mustang, all on the track at the same time, having a ton of fun. And, and these are the cars, if you come out here, uh, you can walk through the paddock and get right up close, talk with the drivers, talk with the crew members, and uh, really get an up-close and personal look at, uh, at these s some pretty cool race cars. So, um, And in our last race, it was won by a 45-year-old uh, MG Midget. So a wide range of cars and classes out here. Uh, something for everyone to enjoy. Uh, personally, my favorite cars are the uh, the winged formula cars, and we have plenty of those. Our fastest cars on the racetrack this weekend are our winged and our prototype cars. So uh, really, truly, uh, if you're a car lover, there's nothing better than coming out here and seeing all these different cars hit the racetrack. Uh, also, another opportunity for you to do this, uh, if you want to kind of test out what it's like to be on the racetrack, uh, you can come out here with your streetcar and a helmet. Uh, we have what's called track events, time trials. Uh, and you can go on the track in a, a, a limited speed event uh, with, uh, with controlled passing to get an idea of what it's like to be on the racetrack. So uh, also those opportunities. So tons of ways to come out and get involved. Nearing our halfway point here, uh, no changes up front in the running order. Uh, as soon as we get to halfway, I will run through the entire field for you here. Uh, looks like the 318 car, who was slow earlier uh, after some what looked, sounds like it was side-to-side -side contact at the start of the race, has, pro has gotten back up to speed. Um, he's now circulating the course... Um, it laps around 158, uh, and he qualified at uh, 153. So he's a little off the pace, uh, but he'll get his race in, which is always important. Uh, if you can get to the halfway point, you're considered a finisher, uh, and if you can limp it along to the end, uh, you might actually score some points here. So uh, just keeping that car on the racetrack, even at a little slower pace, is probably smart to do at this point in time. All right, we are at the halfway point here. Uh, 12 and a half minutes into a 25-minute race. Your race leader is Joshua Pitt. Uh, he is in the S production car. He has a 16 and a half second lead over Tim Rank, uh, Rankin uh, in the GT2 car number 33. Your third place car is Scott Graham uh, in car number, uh, number six, the GT3 car. Your fourth place car is... Number 318, Paul Fairchild. He's making his way back up through the field. Anthony Jimerson is in fifth in the number 22 car. Your sixth-place car is Brandon Drazy, the number 02 e-production car. The number 32 GT3 car of Craig Stevens is in seventh. Uh, Paul Gasson is in eighth. Jeffrey Starkwith is in ninth. And your, the last car circulating uh, is the number 88 car 
of Robert Kelly. Uh, that's your full field rundown at the halfway point here in your uh, in your race group three uh, race at uh, Buttonwillow Raceway Park. Race group five sh is our next race. That's spec Miata cars. Uh, all the Miatas should be making their way to the grid at this point in time. Uh, your race will begin immediately following this race, uh, and this will be our last race of the day. Uh, we do have one following uh, one group following the racing, uh, which is our time trial group, which I was telling you about a little bit earlier. So our next race of the day is our Miata group, and uh, if you are driving a Miata and are in group five, uh, you should be heading to the uh, grid to get ready for your race. Uh, we're almost 10 minutes, getting up to the 10-minute mark left in this race, seven laps complete. Also want to remind everybody that we have uh, our final Cal Club uh, Western Conference U.S. Majors event uh, is coming up Labor Day weekend. Uh, that's September 5th and 6th. Uh, we'll be back out here at Buttonwillow. Uh, and this will be, uh, I think, I'm almost positive, it's your last chance uh, to qualify for the national championship runoffs. Uh, so uh, for those of you who don't uh, follow us closely, uh, every year uh, around at different tracks around the country, uh, it rotates from year to year now. Uh, we have a huge national championship event uh, where there's, uh, you know, usually eight, 900 cars, uh, 26, 27 classes uh, racing over the course of a full week. Uh, there's four days of racing with about four or five or six days of qualifying and practice ahead of that. Uh, it's really our premier signature event in the Sports Car Club of America. Uh, this year, that race is in October at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Uh, that's a track, uh, one of the tracks I grew up at. Uh, so I'm very, very interested to see the, uh, the runoffs out there. But uh, just want to let everybody know that uh, the, a big race here for drivers on the West Coast who want to qualify to go to those national championships uh, is the, uh, this race here on Labor Day weekend. So it will be a huge uh, uh, opportunity uh, in a last chance, kind of a last chance race to get in kind of situation. Uh, and we're really fortunate and proud to be able to host that last majors tour race uh, here on Labor Day weekend. Joshua Pitt, your SP driver, is uh, in first place. He has stretched out his lead to 23 seconds, almost 24 seconds, uh, over Tim Rankin in the Corvette, the number 33 car. Scott Graham continues to be your third-place car. Looks like the running order is pretty well set. Uh, we don't have very many. Uh, there aren't any real class battles going on at the moment. Uh, of course, we are multi-class racing here. So uh, lots of different classes in this uh, race group. So, uh, and also lots of different uh, speed variables. You know, uh, so from the fastest car to the slowest car, you're talking uh, 12, 13 seconds a lap difference, 10, 12 seconds a lap difference. Um, so that's a, a challenge for both the faster and the slower cars. You know, the faster cars obviously want to get through that lap traffic as quick as possible. Uh, the slower cars want to make sure they don't get run over uh, or you really interfere with the other cars racing on the track. Uh, so that's kind of where hopefully the uh, gentleman and gentle lady racer uh, pers uh, persona comes in uh, and everyone looks out for each other. It's also why it's real important for our corner workers out on the racetrack um, 
you know, they're out there to respond when incidents happen. Uh, but with those blue flags, you know, they're trying to warn those slower cars when there's faster cars coming up behind them. Uh, so it's a real important situation for our uh, uh, for real important job for those corner workers with those blue flags out there. All right, uh, six, seven minutes left in this race. We've completed nine race laps here. Um, at this point in time, you know, drivers now are just trying to get to the finish line here without hopefully breaking their cars and or, or overheating their bodies because it is toasty warm out there. Uh, if they've been smart, they've been hydrating all after, all morning long and uh, taking their sports drink, taking their water, being ready to get in the car because uh, they know they're going to have th you know, 25, 30 minutes of, of really tough conditions out there with these temperatures. Uh, our next race group is uh, our Miatas. Uh, most of them are spec Miatas. I see a couple of them now rolling down towards the grid. Uh, usually it's one of our bigger groups of the weekend. Uh, this weekend we've got a very small group of Miatas. Um, wondering if they decided to not come out because of the heat. Uh, I guess there's also a chance that tomorrow's going to be a whole lot cooler. Uh, they might roll in tonight and just race tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But we've got a group of about six or eight Miatas that are going to come out for our next race. I see three of them on the grid. The rest of them should start rolling down there any minute. Uh, we now have six minutes left in this race, and uh, we'll get that final race going uh, real quickly thereafter. These cars on the track are also some of the most highly prepared cars that we have in the SCCA. Um, we have the we run the gamut uh, from basically uh, pretty much bone stock cars or cars with very little preparation, uh, and then we've got our cars like our uh, production cars, super production, our GT cars, which is in this group, um, our. Um, our ITE cars, um, these are cars where you can do some engine modifications. You can do a good bit of, of uh, suspension modifications. You know, our GT cars and our produ e-production cars are running on slick tires. You know, so you have to work the suspension geometry uh, to be able to make those, those slick tires work as good as possible. Um, and some of these cars are purpose-built race cars. So they're tube-frame chassis. From the from the from the ground up, and then they and then they lay the uh, they lay the bodywork on top of that tube frame chassis. Uh, the e production cars, those were production cars to start with, uh, where they put dropped the roll cage into the cars, and then they did uh, pretty significant modifications to the suspensions and the and the motors and the transmissions. So uh, these are these are some of the most highly prepared cars that you're going to see out there this weekend. Um, and it's also why there's some of the faster cars is from the from or the fastest cars of our closed wheel cars, cars with fenders. Um, the fastest cars of our uh, that race with us come out of this group with the closed fender cars. All right, we've got four minutes to go in this race. I'm going to guess uh, maybe two laps left, or we might get the, the, the white flag this time by. I'm thinking two laps left here before we get out of here on this race group. Joshua Pitt in the 16, uh, Monte Carlo, still your race leader. The Corvette of uh, Tim Rankin is in second. Um, your third-place car is Scott Graham, 
Uh, he is driving a Mazda RX-7, uh, the Porsche of Paul, and he is in third. The Porsche of Paul Fairchild is the 318 car. He is in fourth. We just got the three-minute mark left in this race. They're circulating at just under a minute 51, so uh, depending on where the leader is, it looks like we got two laps left here uh, before we get uh, one lap before the checker uh, for the white flag. So two laps left in this race, uh, in my guesstimation. I am by f far from the official count, uh, but uh, that's what I'm thinking we're at at this point in time. Our Mazdas, I'm hearing potentially next time by one to go. We'll wait to get the verification from our timing and scoring folks. Uh, looks like we've got most of the Miatas on the grid that we need. Uh, if you are in the Miata Group 5, please report to the grid now. Uh, we are going to get your race off here as quickly as possible. 11.30 here on the, uh, on the West Coast. We're trying to beat the heat today. Uh, so we're getting our racers in early. Uh, we started at 6.30 this morning, which is really unusual. We don't typically start that early. Uh, usually we go on the track around 8 or so. Uh, but because of the temperatures, 107 is the forecasted high for later this afternoon. Uh, we're trying to get everybody in and done early so that we can get out of the heat. All right. Our leaders are now heading through the last part of the track here, the back section. Once they come across the start-finish line again, Tracy Kane will display the white flag, and we will begin our final race lap here for race group five. We should be coming around for that final lap here in just a few seconds. Now, so here's what we learned earlier in the day. You know, even though Joshua Pitt has a 46-second lead here, this race is not over. Uh, we had a car uh, earlier. We had two cars, actually. Uh, in two different races. One, we had a car run out of fuel who, from the lead. At least that's what we heard, we thought happened. Uh, anyway, either a ran out of fuel had a mechanical problem right after taking the white flag. Uh, that car had a big lead, and that lead quickly disappeared. Uh, and then we had another car uh, who was two and a half, three seconds behind. Looked like there was no chance it was going to catch up. And somehow in the last lap, I don't know if it was back markers or a, a little bit of a, a driver error, uh, but that driver was able with two laps to go, catch up, make a pass for the lead on the final uh, first corner of the final lap, and uh, went on to win. So <clears throat> never want to count your, count your chickens before they, before they hatch here. The white flag is out. So Joshua Pitt is taking his last time by here. He's already through the dog leg and heading down towards Riverside. Once he heads down through Phil Hill, he'll hit the sweeper and then head down the last group of S's before he hits Sunset and the main straight. So within about 30 seconds or so, he'll be coming down towards that checkered flag. Just a few seconds left before that car comes back into my view here. This is a section of the track that I can't see from the announce booth, so uh, I have to just kind of wait and see like everyone else here. Here comes your leader through the final corner. The starter has a checkered flag in hand. It is waving, and Joshua Pitt 
is going to be your race leader. 54 seconds in the lead the last time by. Uh, we'll see if if he was able to stretch that to a one-minute lead before the end of the race. But really, that doesn't matter much because the uh, gap between first and second was not a race for class. Two different classes. So your race winner and your SP class winner was Joshua Pitt from Fellows, California. He was in a 1999 Chevrolet uh, Monte Carlo, and that is a uh, basically a stock car go- that they go road racing with. We're waiting now for your second-place car to cross the line. We anticipate that's going to be Tim Rankin. Rankin is from North Las, uh, Las Nevada. He's driving a Chevrolet Corvette and GT2. Waiting as patiently as we possibly can. That's one of the issues. Not issues. One of the things that happens when you've got these uh, multi-class races with a big gap between first and second. There's your second place car. A minute, five seconds back. But again, not mattering because it's a class winner. GT2 is Tim Rankin. Uh, Your GT3 class winner is going to be Scott Graham from Irvine, California in a Mazda RX-7. Uh, your GTX class winner is Paul Fairchild. Fairchild is driving the 2016 uh, Porsche GT4. Anthony Jimerson is your e-production class winner. He was he was driving the uh, Mazda RX-7. He is from Viejo. Um, followed by Craig Stevens, Paul Gasson, Jeffrey Starkworth, Brandon Drazy. And Robert Kelly. There's your full field rundown at the end of race number five, uh, four. Congratulations goes out to Joshua Pitt, your race winner. We'll be back with race number five, our final race of the day, in just a moment. 